Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Finishing up week one of the preseason. Uh, interesting how some teams have decided to play some of their starters. Uh, Denver Broncos had guys out there. Obviously, a number of the rookies took snaps. Trevor Lawrence was out there. Uh, other teams decided to keep their guys back. Uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see how teams approach week two. Uh, hopefully, some more guys will be in there. But it is, it is good to see some live football whiz, and uh, hopefully, you're equally as enthusiastic as I have uh, been in actually seeing some live action. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, we have a our draft uh, first draft of the year in a little bit over two weeks. So really, uh, starting my preparation in, in, in uh, you know in, in a much more intense way and uh, we're uh, we're almost wrapping up uh, all of the teams a few more teams left in the uh, NFC West and uh, we get to the Rams and uh, some interesting players on the Rams in terms of trying to evaluate them coming this year let's start with Matt Stafford who just seems these last five or six years has been either missing time or playing through all kinds of injuries um as far as the outlook for this year, I, I know his, he's really dropped off the face of the earth in terms of rankings, but if I have a, a younger quarterback, um, I don't mind pairing him up with Matt Stafford, who I think could be a quarterback too still. Um, the weapons are not great, but he has Cooper Cup, who is um, as good as he gets his wide receiver. So Matt Stafford, quarterback too, but if I draft him, I want to be particular about who my other quarterback is. What's your view on Stafford? <sighs> big, big drop-off last year was uh, average 287 yards uh, in that Super Bowl season uh, when the Rams won. Uh, 41 touchdowns in that year. You know, they went all in in that year and uh, provided, uh, provided the ownership and the city with, with a championship. Uh, last year, nine games, Matthew Stafford threw 10 touchdowns and averaged 223 or 222. 30, somewhere around that uh, yards per game. So a huge drop-off. We questioned him going into last year. We were concerned about his back. We were concerned about his elbow. Uh, it played out. Uh, unfortunately, Cooper Cup also got hurt. Matt Stafford is 35, going to be 36 later in the year. So for me, I am... I've been a Stafford fan in the past, but I, I, I'm going to be really gun shy about having Matthew Stafford as a backup quarterback. Even uh, it's just I'm I'm concerned that uh, Matthew Stafford's best days are, are well behind them at this point in time. And we're talking about another team with a very very bad offensive line. Yeah, and I can I can understand that viewpoint as well. I have a little bit more hope that he can have an okay season this year, but I certainly would not be shocked or surprised if it went sideways for Matt Stafford this year, considering oh, all the things. Let me ask you, if it does go sideways, is, does Stetson Bennett get a chance to play? Yeah, I think I think if it goes sideways, uh, and it's kind of a lost season for the Rams, uh, then I think there's no reason that they wouldn't play uh, Bennett. So um, I, I think that's plan B, but... Uh, I'm sure the Rams are hoping it doesn't come to that this season. Because I do worry too, is right the the the, the, the kind of brewing story that, that's kind of been going on the last couple of years. I, and I realize there's no empty empty chairs in broadcasting right now. But Sean McVay's kind of coaching future has also been a big question mark. Well, yeah, I know he's been talking about retiring and all of that. And uh, look, the Rams 
gave up a lot of future equity to win the Super Bowl, and they did win the Super Bowl. So we'll see if he bails on them. But uh, you know, it, it, it can go. It certainly has the has the look of potentially going sideways for the Rams this season. Yeah, I say one of the weirdest seasons by far, Wiz, that I've ever seen was the season that Cam Akers had last year. And, you know, this was a guy on the verge of being cut, traded, all sorts, suspended. And, you know, he pops up in the second half of the year, and it looks like a completely different player. I don't know what took place behind the scenes, but Cam Akers became very relevant from a fantasy perspective in 2022's second half. He did. Uh, He looked like the player that they drafted out of Florida State, kind of a do-it-all player, and he was doing it behind really a makeshift offensive line, not much Offense elsewhere on the team with Stafford out, Cooper Cup out. He looked terrific. I have him as running back two. I heard that I, I've been hearing the noise this preseason about Kyrian Williams um, that he is going to split carries with Cam Akers. That he looks terrific and he's made the leap from last year to this year. And they drafted Zach Evans as well, but I'm not sure um, about that. I, I think that. I think there's a good chance that Cam Akers end up uh, as running back two. I have him in that area. Um, and I think if he was to get hurt, then the other two guys would certainly split the time. So Cam Akers for me is running back two and certainly, to your point, one of the strangest fantasy roller coaster seasons last year. But where are you ranking Akers and the uh, two running backs behind him on the depth chart? Yeah, I would say this about Akers, too. Last year, he finished a season with three straight. Like, if you were in fantasy playoffs last year, Cam Akers was a was a significant ingredient. He finished a season with three straight 100-yard games in week, 17, uh, week 16 last year. He had three touchdowns in that game in that route of the Broncos. So I, I do think he's a running back, too. I think uh, it's been shown that when Cam Akers is actually the featured back rather than part of a committee, he's actually even more effective, and maybe Sean McVay kind of leans on that. So I have this sneaking suspicion that actually Cam Akers could be, despite the fact that they don't have a good offensive line, he could be one of the only bright lights on this roster. And Cooper Cup... Um was amazing two years ago, was on pace to have another great season, got hurt, hamstring injury, which is like projected to keep him out these next couple of weeks. So is he inside the top 10 at receiver? Absolutely. Could he be considered after Justin Jefferson, the next wide receiver you take in your fantasy drafts? Absolutely. But how do you bake into the cake this hamstring injury. I don't want any part of Skoronek, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Van Jefferson. Like they've all had their chances. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm just not going to draft any of those players. That's with or without Cooper Cup. Just, just the way I view the rest of that wide receiver room. But specifically about Cooper Cup, is this hamstring injury enough? Where I don't know. You would draft Stephon Diggs ahead of him. Tyree Kill ahead of him, Devontae Adams ahead of him, or in your mind, after Justin Jefferson, he should be the next quarterback taken in drafts. Uh, what wide, I mean, receiver. The next wide receiver taken in drafts? I mean, the the volume is just immense, right? Like, so he played in seven full games last year. You know, he had almost a hundred targets in those games. Uh, as you mentioned, he was productive. He had seven touchdowns. He ran one in. 
He had 75 catches for 800 yards. Like the guy was, the guy was on his way to another big season for sure. Um, and maybe he gets discounted a bit, be, both because of his current injury situation and what happened last year, and as well as the uncertainty around Matthew Stafford being able to stay healthy. So it's possible that Cooper Cup is immensely talented. He's going to need Matt Stafford to play at a at a much better level uh, to be considered that. Uh, I think it's one of those kind of roll of the dice picks, Wiz, because uh, he could be unbelievable, but at the same time, uh, he could be part of a very disappointing story for the Los Angeles Rams. A- aside from the rest of the receiver room, which is which is kind of not too exciting. I know they have Atwell. Van Jefferson is kind of a bit of a plain Jane. I guess the one guy that's been making some noise, you mentioned Skoranek, but the one guy has been making some noise is the rookie Puka Nakua, uh, who had a lot of injuries in college and slipped back in the draft as a result of that. He's one guy that has definitely been getting mentioned for his standout play uh, in, in the preseason. So that, that that's that's one guy we, we have to keep an eye on is, is Nakua. So... Uh, tight end, uh, Tyler Higby is, is a very strong force. Uh, I think Higby could be a big factor uh, this year because of the, tight, the rest of the wide receivers really not being as effective. Uh, and Tyler Higby last year put up some very big numbers, particularly early in the season. Uh, his numbers were astounding early in the season where he had 100, uh, almost, well, he was on pace for almost 130 targets and like 80 catches. He tailed off a bit. He caught 72 balls, 620 yards, only three touchdowns. But I think Higby will be a big option for Matthew Stafford in, in this offense. Um, as far as kicker and defense go, Gay is gone, uh, which is really not a good situation because he was really good. Uh, Christopher Dunn and Tanner Brown uh, are going to be fighting it out this year. Uh, young guys, so we'll see what happens with that. And as far as the Rams' defense goes, you know, the Rams' defense uh, still has one of the best players in, in all of football uh, outside of that. Obviously, they've lost Jalen Ramsey. They had Von Miller. Uh, those guys are gone. Uh, but at the same time, you know, while Aaron Donald is an unbelievable force, there's not much else around him. And that's an issue. This is a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot. I think the defense will be tired at times. So as a result, uh, I think... I think the Ram defense is really not worth a look, quite frankly. And as far as kickers go, there's so much uncertainty around these guys. And despite the fact that they're kicking a dome, it's not going to work for me. So that's the take on the Rams. Uh, the, the Rams have a lot of question marks. It seems like three teams in a row that we've done, right? We've done Tampa Bay, we've done Arizona, and we've done the Los Angeles Rams. And I look at all three of those teams, and there is some significant concerns around all of them. Probably teams that I will personally have very low ownership so uh, that's it for guru and whiz fantasy football podcast uh we are on spotify apple Podcasts, and soundcloud uh we're making our way through the nfc uh halfway done with the nfc west two teams to go cream of the division seattle seahawks next and then the san francisco actually san francisco 49ers next and then the seattle seahawks so guru and whiz fantasy football podcast make sure you're listening guys Uh, halfway through, like I said, and we'll get back to action next up with the Niners.